Hi, hey, this is Kyle from Level Up, part of the Geek Freaks Network, and today I am actually here with Frank in person. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey everybody. We're at uh, Capital Creative Showcase in Sacramento, my first convention. I'm having a blast so far. How about you, Frank? Oh, I'm loving it. So many creative people here developing video games, sharing them with us. I mean, it's beta testing, but in person. How cool is that? Indeed, yeah. I've yeah. been to several different booths already of developers proudly showing their games. And uh, yeah, it's been a blast so far. I've been really enjoying getting to know people and networking. Yeah. It's been awesome. I'm really enjoying fun. it a lot too. And we also have the uh, Mario Kart tournament going on right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Diana's in charge of the board. There's a lot of people pushing numbers. I am. I think I'm sliding down to like number six right now. So <laughs> I might not be in the tournament later on. Yeah, I don't want to brag too much, but I was first for a little while until yeah. just recently. And I guess got beat by three seconds. You were the shocker. Yeah, when you put your number up, you were the shocker. I was the shocker, yeah. huh? Nice. <laughs> Well, uh, today, uh, while we're here at the convention, we wanted to record a quick episode of Level Up. And what better game to focus on than Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? We got yeah. Fallen, uh, excuse me, uh, Jedi Survivor coming out at the end of April. I'm looking oh, forward to this. Me too, man. I, something about, I mean, it's Respawn that makes this game, right? Correct. The yeah. way they do their single player games, their stories, they're just so well built. Indeed. That I just, I'm, I'm ready for another one. Yeah. I know. I think it's a good time for it, too. It's been about almost four years since the first one came out. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun uh, revisiting the game recently. Uh, I didn't play it until near the end of last year mm -hmm. for the first time. And I, this is after I Sekiro. I think I played it last year, too, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I think nice, that's when nice. I got into it. Yeah. yeah, at the time, I think it came out in the same month as Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. And oh, I so prioritized good. that first. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> You know, one of the main things that really stuck out to me about this game was how it kind of copied that same combat system. Yeah. The focus on parrying and all that. It did, but it wasn't so hard that somebody who's bad at the at that kind of stuff like myself <laughs> were able to handle it. Guys, I'm a big proponent of easy mode. It's okay to play a game on easy mode. You spend Absolutely. 60 bucks to do that. So 69 nowadays. Um, so go for it. And yeah, I played it on easy mode and just enjoyed the story so much. And the entire time I'm like, let's let's make this into a Disney Plus series already. Totally, totally. Cal Kestis is such an excellent character. The world that they're building is so great. I'm, I'm, Inquisitors are used well in it, too. Yeah, so, so in Level Up, uh, we just briefly discuss uh, three aspects of the game. We go through story, gameplay, and presentation. So let's yeah. dive right into the story. Yeah, the story, to me, it makes sense, right? We had Order 66, Shatter the Jedi Order, and somebody's like, oh, wait a minute, let's let's get the kids again. Let's There's this registry that has all the kids' names on it. Let's find them and protect them. It just makes sense. You don't think about it when you're thinking about it like everything else. That's what I love about Star Wars is it's such a massive universe that really there's stories in every corner. Absolutely. This is a really yeah. good one. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for myself anyway, I was getting really uh, tired of the Skywalker saga based properties. Yeah. And to see yeah, another Jedi focused story, I was like not too excited when it was first announced. Yeah. And over time, uh, I was recommended it by Kevin and Robert when we were doing Pushing Buttons. And, you know, at the time I was so focused on Sekiro. I was like, nope, yeah. I got to get through this first. <laughs> so when I actually played the game for the first time over a year ago, I was really surprised at the quality mm -hmm. of the game. It's really well done and polished. You know, it, it, re it really is, too. And there are things that you catch as a person who's an avid gamer like us. The load screens where you're like going crawling through things. <laughs> Those are little things that are noticeable if you pay attention a lot but story-wise they make sense yes they do. because you're like you're exploring this forgotten sith temple kind of thing and so it makes sense that you'd kind of be sneaking through rocks 
I like that they made the story make everything else make sense too. Absolutely, yeah. Like just following Cal Kestis from his humble beginnings. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the world. It's like Bracca. Oh, I couldn't like not even tell you. Uh, yeah, it's been a little while, but uh, just seeing <laughs> like what really sold me on the game was having that gameplay of him without the lightsaber. True, that's a good and point. When you're going through that opening train segment with it, yeah, like after uh, his friend is killed, mm-hmm. like it really opens up the gameplay. It kind of acts like a tutorial in a way, and it really pulls you into the story. Yeah, that's a really good way too, because not only is it a tutorial where, like, normally a tutorial to me puts the brakes on my fun, but this actually was like, oh, I'm, I'm blowing up this story right now. It's so good that you don't even realize that you're in the middle of a tutorial. Right, right. It works like, really well. Uh, with the huge expanse of the area that you're in, like with the Star Destroyers, yeah. like you're climbing on those and parts of it and all the wreckage. Yeah. Like to me, I was really skeptical of the Uncharted like platforming. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, it's doing too much that's similar to Uncharted. But that actually really like it made me invested in the character. Yeah, I think it helped it in the long run. I think that was really good. Uh, what do you think about the world? Well, we're not really in design, I guess, but... Like, do you think the worlds were worth exploring? Oh, totally, yeah. I think the narrative structure made sense. Mm-hmm. Over time, you know, as Cal, you're having to basically uncover why the Order fell in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And you're kind of like a remnant of that past as Cal Kestis. Yeah, and then you, you meet a couple of friends along the way, which I think Indeed. become vital to the story. And uh, each of them have such complex stories. They actually have a, a book that's going to be bridging the gap between uh, Fallen Order and Survivor. Yes. But each of them have such complex stories that you feel like they're real people, which is hard to do in a video game. Sometimes the side characters are just like, yeah, 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 you're the one with the lightning. Or, yeah, you're the one that brings the sword and the shield, you know? <laughs> but no, I actually am invested in their story and I want them to do well as, as well, which is hard to do, you know? No, totally. Like, when you first get onto like, uh, the ship and mm-hmm. you start traveling back and forth between the planets and getting those objectives to clear out the empire in those locations like it really branches out into almost like a feeling like an open world game sort of it does yeah in a a way because you're you're exploring so much uh that ship is dope too like honestly that ship is is. awesome there's so many (laughs) times where you're like on a planet and you're trying to get back to your ship and you see it in the distance you're like it just looks cool (laughs) which is on star wars as well but it just looks super cool and uh of course uh, cal wouldn't be anything without bd1 his droid yeah and over time i was like so affectionate for the robot I was like yeah. he was my buddy throughout the whole journey well and I like how we're kind of getting we're not necessarily that exact BD but we do have on the Mandalorian some sprinkles of this world coming in <laughs> again I, I'm full on bring it to Disney Plus so I'm happy to see that but yeah I think it's story wise it's solid and it's well built it's just sometimes I think when we add to a big franchise like Star Wars or Harry Potter or Star Trek or anything else they get so convoluted in this idea of like, hey, we got to create something new, something unseen. When this game, instead, their mentality was, we already know what happens. Let's just kind of fill in the gaps with a solid, well-made story, which is, mm. it's hard to do that in a franchise. Yeah, well, trying to make your stamp. You know? Following all, I think they're referred to as the Night Sisters, like seeing yeah. how they are as a group and meeting up with Marin later, really late in the story. I felt like it would have benefited from her being introduced earlier in the story. I agree with that, yeah. Especially and, for how big she is in the book, apparently. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I guess there, she has a love interest, but then it's also sounding like her and Cal are kind of into each other. Yes. Yeah. So It seems that way. And I think the second we see from the... We're going to be referencing the second game, of course, because we're all <laughs> excited to play it. But from what we've seen in the second game, we see that 
Cal's working alongside his companions much closer, and her, I mean, like, the way they, they can, can uh, what is that called? <laughs> Do combat together. Yeah, it's, right. it's been a long day, guys. Do combat <laughs> together is so cool, and it's real dynamic, and it's going to be fun. So I think Marion's awesome. And then also, one of the things, too, with the Night Sisters. They do use the force, but they're not a Jedi, not necessarily a Sith either. Mm -hmm. And she is coming to the reckoning of like, I'm not a bad person, but yeah, we definitely delve in the dark side of the force. How do you handle that? How do you justify that? And yeah. I think Cal is a good foil for that because he's representing the fallen order in the sense that Order 66 happened. He's the last Jedi that he knows of anyway. And he's having this huge task placed upon him to rebuild the order or the Jedi order. Yeah, it's uh, what I like though is it's not fully rebuild, but it's more like to me. I, I got the vibes of he's not trying to fully rebuild the Jedi Order, just protect those that are still around. Yes, which is cool because like you don't necessarily want to put a big target on your back, especially at this point in the game or in the in the story. He's done so well keeping himself hidden, and he reveals himself by trying to save his friend. And it's like, man, you were doing <laughs> so good. Do you, I understand why you did? It. You're a Jedi for sure. You're gonna do that, but so close, you know. I think redemption is one of the main themes of this entire game because you have yeah. Cal with the heavy burden of rebuilding the Jedi Order. You have Seer who's having to reconcile with her past as a Sith mm -hmm. and how she's trying to make changes for the better. And then you have Marin who's been indoctrinated into that Night Sister cult, I guess, for lack of a better term. I thought Seer was a Jedi. Oh, pardon me. Uh, maybe you're correct. Yes. Okay, I was like, wait a minute, did I miss something? I'm about to go read back and play the game. <laughs> I could be misremembering. It's so been a while. We know that in the second game as well, her character is very different. She's like kind of evolved. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I, I think uh, the way this first game introduced all these characters and established a lore for a... It seems like it's heading in the direction of a trilogy. I think it'll be... Well worth the payoff in the next game, Fallen Order. That'd be cool. I or Survivor, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I keep getting messed up. <laughs> Are we gonna, we got to live stream that game, right? We got to live stream our Jedi Survivors. By the way, just a shout out to uh, EA. They've been our sponsor for the last few Geek Freaks. Yes. So thank you, EA. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else uh, you want to touch on on the I story? Mean, that's the thing, right? The story is not super complex. There's not a lot to touch on except for it's just really well built. The structure is super good because yes. you're like coming across the... Uh, Quizzers, you know when you're going to be coming across one soon. It's just that well built. So, yeah. I mean, I'm happy all the way around. Yeah. I think I'm going to move on to the next yeah. section. Yeah, I think uh, what surprised me the most about this uh, title was the gameplay. Yeah. Because I was kind of like uncertain how that would translate, having like a blend of Uncharted and for lack of a better game to reference to, uh, Sekiro. Yeah. And, you know, I was really surprised at how they blended so well together like it seemed like it was very seamless from combat to exploration and the level design helps encourage that approach yeah and seamlessly for the most part because there are times where again as a heavy gamer you'll catch gimmicks like the worst thing for like ubisoft forever whenever there's a climbable thing they'll put paint on this corner for some reason right far cry so bad about that for some reason the rebels go around painting all climbable corners <laughs> i don't know why this one, there was some of that with like overgrown mint. You can climb it. But for the most part, as long as the video game's level design is, is tight enough, it'll feel natural that you're in that world. Yes, yes. So it's totally worth it. Um, and I think they did that. And again, back to like the loading screens. When you're squeezing through rocks, it's a clever way of hiding a loading screen. And I think 
They did mention that they are going to be in the next game, but they're not going to be as prevalent. Hopefully not. Yeah. Because it's, it's starting to get overused. It is it's almost becoming a trope. They're not the first ones to do it. They're yeah. not the last ones to do it, you know, <laughs> for sure. At this point, it is a trope. The thing I want to make sure to mention is the two lightsaber uh, gameplay. Oh, yes. Because we had the fast pace, almost uh, AOE, and then we have the heavy hitter. We know in the new game, we're going to be going back to the old Ben Darth Vader style. Coming in, with, I think it was based off of uh, a samurai, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. But it's like a two-handed greatsword swing. Yes, Almost. I did read about that. Isn't yeah. that like the Sentinel build, I believe? I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. And so it's that, amazing they're able to add to the gameplay in a way that's like that just makes sense, you know. I think that was one of my favorite aspects of the combat in the game was you could switch between different styles of blades. Yeah. From single to double to having two individual, dual, st dual wielding. And did you find yourself switching often? Because I didn't. I, I did. I tried a lot and then I was like... You know what? I just like the one-handed, and I'm just going to go with that. Each one has its own pros and cons, of right, course. Right. Like uh, with the single style, you can throw it easily, and yeah. you know it's good for defense. But with the double-bladed style, like it definitely has more of like a spammy AOE button mash kind of feel. And normally I would go with that, but but for some reason I felt like I had just had more control over my environment with the one-handed. Oh, of course, yeah. And so that's why I stuck with that one for the most part. But yeah, definitely, definitely. But even with like the path of progression with the skill trees and exploring each of the different levels, uh, each of the planets led to a lot of yeah. fun interaction with the environment. You know, and it's, you know, I know it's a bit of a design thing, but the UI too, when you go into that skill tree thing, the way yes. it felt like you were Oh, yeah, you were meditating. So it goes back to the story mode. That makes sense. Gameplay-wise, it pauses the game for a moment. It just makes a lot of sense that you'd meditate to go to your skill tree. A lot of times, it's very jarring to me. And I, I hate to talk smack to the fans, but Elden Ring, I think, was real bad about this. Where it's suddenly like, oh, I'm out in this open world. Boom. Here's a screen that's clearly from 2022. It's a little jarring, but this actually felt like it was part of the world. So I liked that quite I a bit. I think the word we're looking for is it's like a cinematic feel. Like, you definitely feel as though you're watching a movie at times with this game. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, they, that's the, the Cal Kestis character. You know the actor as soon as you see him, and I can't remember his name for the life of me. Of course, yeah. But he's from Shameless, and he's from Gotham. And, uh, but that's how it is for each of the characters. You know, you're like, oh, I've seen this person before. Mm. God of War, I think, kind of touched on that with Freya, but but definitely not with Kratos, and, you know, that's because they had an old character they had to bring back. <laughs> But I like when games do that, when you recognize the character. Hey, uh, the first time I noticed it was Halo series did that. Yes, yes. And so like Master Chief, you're like, oh, okay, I know him. So, yeah, I think it's, I think they did such a good job, too. It's just so cool. Really I got to nice. say, uh, also with uh, the combat in particular, like it has a surprising amount of depth because you're having to parry and then yeah. looking for openings to attack. And a lot of boss funny. fights in the game were really quite a spectacle to behold. Well, it takes me back to the old school... Uh, version of of like boss battles so spyro is my example right so you go in there i say old school is because i don't play bloodborne games and stuff <laughs> like that which are like yeah frank we've been doing this this entire time yes but you go in there and you die a few times so that you can learn the mechanics of the boss and then fine-tune yourself and then you go back in mm -hmm. and so <laughs> i'm saying this and you guys are like come on frank <laughs> this is basically my first almost souls game that i've ever played mm. so that's why for me it was like so revolutionary because this was my introductory to the genre it's pretty much where I'm staying with the genre too, because <laughs> they don't like to put an easy mode on on some uh, from software yeah, games. But that's something they could probably do a lot better with. Uh, I would, for sure. I, I would love it. Yeah, they would be nice to me, for sure. But uh, new leader. Oh, oh man, new we, leader. We got the we got nice. the Mario Kart. There it is. Of course. We gotta go tell Dan. 
I'm in third now. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, look at the selfie, too. Oh, selfies. Hashtag oh, we, CCS, we got some competition for sure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I, am I bumped off to the top eight now? The Mario Kart tournament's popping off. Yeah, that's, that's a big hit. That's a big hit. Good, good. All right, so we're talking. What else do you want to talk about? So I think we got gameplay covered for the most part. Uh, yeah. We could probably talk a bit more about the platforming sections and level design in oh. the presentation aspect. Yeah, that's a really good point. So the, there's a hard break whenever it wants to teach you something new. It takes you back to your Jedi Temple days. Yes. What are your thoughts on that system? I thought it was pretty immersive, like having to seek those out mm -hmm. to get more, uh, I guess, ability points in a way yeah. to put into your skill tree. I, I mean, it helps encourage the player to explore and unveil every detail of the map as possible. I do. And the thing I do like as well is it kind of gives us some more Jedi Temple lore, something that is overshadowed by Clone Wars. And then, of course, every, every time you think Jedi Temple, you think Order 66 when it's the death of everybody in the room. So it was nice that it kind of filled in on that a little bit, you know? And oh, yeah. I, I think that was a really good move. Um, outside of that platforming, I think felt pretty solid. There was the buildings, there were ruins, there were natural structures. I think it all felt pretty good. What are your thoughts on that? No, I loved how uh, each of the levels had like a distinct visual theme. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, you had like the swampy bogland area as your first one. I think that's Braca. If I, I remember right, right. That, that does sound familiar. Yeah. And then you go to Kashyyyk with the Empire base, oh, and you're so going cool. through all of the stormtroopers. Yeah. Uh, you know, their base of that operations. Map, though, I will say the first half of that map I didn't care for too much. Right. Right. They, they broke the map up too much with walls and doors. They, that one in particular. Yeah. But I agree. once you got out there, there was a part later on where you go out to the to the forest, and you're like, man, this is freaking cool. This is yeah. awesome. So, yeah. Kashyyyk was great to explore. Uh, yeah. It felt more like a action sequence a big action sequence as you go through it with a great finale to that action yes. sequence too that with was a the, really cool with boss the ATST yeah boss fight well, that was fun that yeah, was a lot of fun but uh yeah as you you know i think one of the main deterrents of this game is the backtracking the amount you have to do yeah um i i'm not sure if you did a lot of that in the game but i tried to get 100% as much as possible in it no see i was all about story mode i was oh, so, you're just yeah. eyes forward i was gunning through it and enjoying it <laughs> but yeah it was, it was one of those times, every so often there's a gap in gaming. We're like, oh yeah, that's right, that game I bought, let me go play that. It was that gap. So I was like, I got other games to play too, but I was loving it. It was so good. Um, there are definitely things that I would improve, and I hope that they do improve. But it was enough to like guarantee my day one purchase of, of the sequel, for sure. Oh yeah, like uh, I think for you, that speaks to the strength of its pacing. Like it had yes. em em uh, immaculate pacing, that's the word. You know, and that's so hard to master. You know, one of the newer games I'm playing right now, well, I guess I stopped playing technically, is Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, yes, the yes. The game is fantastic, and I couldn't even tell you what's wrong with it necessarily, but I'm, like, kind of just tired of playing it, and I, I think it might be a pacing problem. I think it is because, uh, you know, that's a huge set piece for yeah. the player to be dropped into, and you have this whole castle to explore. And then you get out to Hogsmeade and the open world, and it's like, I, for me anyway, I felt like those are the biggest things you could see in the game. Yeah. And everything else kind of doesn't match up to that quality in the open world. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I they're saving their biggest punches for that's the get-go. Another thing that I think uh, uh, Fallen Order does well is everything feels like they put the same amount of detail into it. It doesn't feel like, because the ship, I explore the ship a lot. Mm-hmm. 
But if you go to any one of the maps and pick a corner, there's one of them that has like all those little town buildings in it. I was all over those buildings just enjoying them. Indeed. The breakables. Oh boy, those breakables. I mowed through them I like know. a boss. But yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of things you could do. It's a lot of fun. I think that's one of the aspects of the game I really enjoyed because it kind of felt like a Metroidvania in a sense because it had these yeah. levels with all these secrets that you could find and you opened up alternate pathways to make exploring even faster. Yeah, that's true. And traversing through. And it just had a wide variety of gameplay, like with all the different force abilities, like how I you use force talk jump. I not much of the force abilities. That's right. right. I'm focused on the lightsaber, but I forgot how much force you got going Like on. you have to use a lightsaber throw to cut things yeah. down, like a bridge or something. And it is very much or, Metroidvania, Castlevania, you know, where you like, oh, I, got, I have the ability to throw this lightsaber. I remember that thing I wanted to be able to cut down. Let me yeah. go back. Yeah. And that, it's not open world, but it does give you that itch where it's like, oh, I can go back and kind of explore more unlock more of that world and that's always just fun to do oh, it's a always. good way to recycle assets too I mean let's be honest you know we're talking a bunch of video game developers here and it's a lot of work they put into these games so when you're able to kind of like double down on assets I was just talking to the the guy the team that's making Bullock Mayan Warfare and during the last convention a lot of them told we don't like invisible walls you know you run into invisible walls yes, yes. so they spent the majority of the last half of a year adding in natural uh, barriers mm -hmm. so you didn't have to run into a physical barrier. Such a quality of life thing and games like triple AAA games stuff like that we take advantage of it they know that. Oh totally. And uh, they did a real great job of that too because it felt like it was just like oh there's a big cliff I understand why I can't go down there you know I want to try. Yeah. But <laughs> no I, I really true. appreciate that kind of game design because with, the, with games like Uncharted for example you know you go through the level once you move on in the story you never see that again. Yeah. But with uh Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, you can actually do that. You can go back to that level and find all the secrets you missed the first time around. Yeah. Like for me as a gamer, I love that. I, I'll eat that up all day, any day. <laughs> yeah, it's just a good move. By collecting all the ponchos and the lightsaber customization options. Like, yeah. I don't know what you went with. What was your color lightsaber? Oh, that's a good question. I couldn't even tell you. I think I went with, there's an un, is, was there an unstable lightsaber? I'm thinking of the Force Unleashed. That's Force uh, Unleashed. Perhaps Force Unleashed, yeah, yeah. that's another good one, by the way. Yes. <laughs> it might have been, is that the predecessor to this one? Do you think they took a lot of what they learned from that game to make this one? I don't think so, because I think there were two different development studios. Because oh, okay. that was made by, I think, Lucasfilm Games. I missed when they were doing that. I missed them, yeah. That was fun. That was good. Yeah. But I always rocked uh, the orange saber. That's my color. That's my go-to. Oh, you know what? Now that you say it, that does sound familiar. Maybe, well, orange lightsabers is a big drama right now. Everybody's talking orange lightsabers. Yeah, especially with the, uh, what's the trailer? The uh, Star Wars. Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. Yeah, the, Ahsoka's villains have orange lightsabers. Yeah, that's interesting. I thought so it was red at first, but it's actually orange. <laughs> I did too. I just assumed. Whether well, people are smarter than me and caught it. It's just a whole thing where they're like, does that mean that they're evil or what? And it's like, ah. <laughs> it means that they're becoming darker. So that's pretty cool. So let's talk about like the big story beats because I felt like we kind of missed yeah, out on those. You're like, right, you're right. Seeing yeah. Darth Vader at the very end. Yeah. Like, that was insane. Didn't expect it at all because I, I don't think that they advertised him in the game at all. They didn't, no. Yeah. Uh, that was a huge surprise when it happened to me. I had no idea that was coming. Yeah. And it was like a no shit moment. Like, he's really coming was. right at me. He's walking towards me. Very what do Arthas I do? Arthas moment. <laughs> is, uh, that reminds me of our big boy Arthas. Um, yeah, that was cool. Uh, what are some... To me, my most favorite memory and it's the, the very beginning of the game mm. is when you're sitting there in that scrapyard and you save your friend yeah 
Because that I just is thought, a very memorable set piece. It very much, and it, you know who does that? Is Call of Duty does that? Mm. Where all of a sudden, like the first thing you do in the game is the thing that you remember the most. But then the game is great, but you remember that part. And I remember thinking, like, that's what a Jedi would do. It just makes sense, you know. Mm. And I love that. That's that's gonna stay with me. That was a really good Jedi moment. And then the fact, the yeah. worst part, of course, he turns you in. It's like, <laughs> God, so good. It was <laughs> this amazing. Is writing. Yeah. yeah, that that opening sequence was really memorable because I don't think we've really had an environment like that in Star Wars in the movies or anything like that. Yeah. Like a giant junkyard that you have to salvage the old Star Destroyers from. It was okay. fascinating. I think we're talking about the level design. Yeah, level design is, is excellent in there. Is there a particular level you thought was your favorite? You know, at the very end in Dathomir, that's like the Sith planet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With like the desert vibe. Like that was really yeah. well done, I felt. I, I liked that one a lot too because of Clone Wars. It was a really cool world that I thought would be neat to check out more in Star Wars. And so I think that's my favorite as well. Plus it had like this, the real big check mark of like, hey, you can jump this expanse at some point. And so I remember like every time I learned a new ability, I'm like, let me go back and see if I can get over there yeah. with this new ability and I couldn't get. And so it was really cool to kind of have like this, I know I'll be back for that. Indeed. And there was the guy just kind of waiting for you to return, you know? So yeah, I like how uh, you get like an introduction yeah. and then you have to leave to go to Zepho, I believe. And mm -hmm. then you kind of go back to Dathomir later. Yeah. So it's like you repeat visit it and it just opens up even more as you get more abilities. Yeah. Like, you know, both, uh, you know, latitude and longitude, like it opens up vertically as well. And yeah, it's just really awesome level to explore. Yeah, that is cool. That is cool. I That's my, that's my favorite one. Yeah. I mean, they're all really good though. And the, the more importantly, they're all very distinctive. Yes. Visually Definitely. and thematically as well yeah. as their, what they offer in the story at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love the Zepho stage in particular because you, have like all of those puzzles with the platforming, like with mm -hmm. the electronics. And then you have to go like That's right. past all these windmills. Yeah. And then you have like tight ropes you walk on or, you know, things you have to swing with. And then you have like the waterfall type thing where you're sliding and you have to do force jumps. And yeah, it was just really fun to, in particular, that level. Mm. Absolutely. That was a really good call. Yeah. There's, they're all really good. I mean, I, I hate to be like so positive about the game, but <laughs> again, I just played it a year ago and I'm such a big fan and I know it's going to stay with me for so long. Yeah. And it's, it's hard for games to do nowadays when we play so many different games with such a big variety that you know a game's going to stick with you. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to say like my biggest fears when it was first announced being like Uncharted, I was like, I'm not sure if that would work. Yeah. I, you know, I was really taken aback by it. It's like, it does work. And it still feels different than Uncharted in a good way. It though, does. Because it like, it pushes the limits of what what Drake could have done in a good way to where you're like, okay, yeah, only a Jedi game could do this. Oh so yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, it was, uh, overall just a highly polished product, mm -hmm. especially coming from EA. Like this is really the first well, star Wars game they made. That was quality. Yeah. We have to, we have to give props to Re respawn, of course, respawn, but also definitely. EA for not making a microtransaction heavy game. Yes. And I think they saw that, look, we all leaned on this. We all leaned on the line service, live service games. And this game is proving that people are okay with going back to campaigns and they'll spend the money for it. I think right now, like we're seeing, a link will be in the description, guys, um, that the collector's edition actually has enough rewards in it where you're like, yeah, I'll just go for the collector's edition because I would normally spend this on DLC anyways. Oh, yeah. And so it's upfront money. And I, I'm all bored for that. That's great. You know? Yeah, I'm really happy to see this game become successful because it does promote, you know, single player campaigns are a worthy investment. Yeah. Like we've seen with God of War or Horizon. 
with yeah. the Sony stu- uh, Sony Studios. Yeah. And, you know, EA knocked it out of the park with this one. I think they'll do the same with Survivor. Anyway, uh, I think that about covers Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I think uh, the sequel is going to be amazing. Yeah. Looking forward to playing it. Would it go in your Hall of Fame if you were to put it in a Hall of Fame? I don't think I would, no. No? No. It would for me. But yeah, I think it would go in my Hall of Fame for Souls-like games, to be honest with you. Because oh, it's, Souls? I know, I know, right? Just wow. because, for me, it's my entry point. And so... I Actually, that's a good point. It's my entry point, plus it has a variety of difficulty modes, which I think that From Software needs to consider. True. You know? I mean, that that's probably another topic for another time. Oh, yeah. But oh, we got to sneak that in. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, I heard that phrase in another podcast recently, and I was like, son of a gun. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, definitely uh, with that ease of accessibility, I think that allows for many more people to experience the game. Yeah. That is definitely a strength of it, for sure. Well, I think that's it for today for for Level Up. Yes, we're all set here. Uh, Be sure to check out next month. I'm going to be discussing with somebody Breath of the Wild before Tears of the Kingdom comes out. I wish I was good enough to play that. That's another one that I was like, eh, I'm just not into this. The, the, my stick's always breaking and stuff. I couldn't <laughs> do it. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on, man. Indeed. All right. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. All right.